me to the book of Romans, chapter number 13. Man, I love, I love it. I love what I feel, what God's doing. Amen. Romans 13, verse number 11. I know God is moving in each and and every one of our lives. Brother Dylan, the transformation the Lord's made in his life. And and many others, like Brother Travis, Sister Sarah, Brother Dwayne, Sister Elvira. I've seen differences and changes over the last several years. And... uh, even, you know, Sister, Sister Wilma Jean, the things the Lord's doing in her life, it's just amazing. You know, when God steps in in someone's life, you, you can tell. It's obvious. And, uh, you know, His hand is, is pretty clear what the Lord's doing in our lives. Verse number 11, Romans chapter number 13, if you're there, say amen. And that knowing the time, that it is... High time to awake out of sleep. For now is your salvation nearer than when we believed. The night is far spent. The day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness. And let us put on the armor of light. Put on the armor of light. Go back to chapter number 12, verse number 1 and 2. I want to read that before we move on. Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. If you're there, say, Amen. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, Holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. I want to preach for the next few moments to this afternoon. The wake-up call. The wake-up call. Lay your Bibles and raise your lay your Bibles down. Raise your hands to the Lord. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord Jesus, for what you're doing. God, I pray, God, that you move, Lord, upon our hearts and our minds, God, that we could hear and receive what you have to say. Speak clearly, God, to us, Lord Jesus, Lord. Let us know what you have to say to our church, God, today, Lord. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, Amen, Amen. Clap your hands into the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Look over at your neighbor before you're seated and say, it's time to wake up. Amen. Wake up call. Amen. You all can be seated in the name of the Lord. There's a great need in this day and hour for us to wake up. Revival's at hand. We must wake up. God is desiring a church to be actively working in the kingdom of God. We understand today that in our reading, in our text, that it is important for us to know what time it is and that it is high time to awake out of sleep. Uh, Many times people oversleep simply because they don't know what time it is. And 
and my, uh, uh, my alarm on my phone, it tells, me, it tells me what time it is. Not just alarms, but it tells me what time it is. Because sometimes you may not know that you hit the snooze button three times already. Some kind, you know, you may have hit it and you might think it's just the first time when you're already like an hour in. Sometimes you're an hour into the snooze button. And you try to beat the snooze. He's like, and you're ready. And you're like, and you're ready to go. And lots of times you don't know what time it is. But there is a closeness, a nearness that we need to know that is coming. There is something God is doing in our lives. And we must understand that we're going to have to have a wake-up call. A time when we, when we wake up out of what we're doing. Oh, uh, when Paul gets to this particular chapter, when he's talking about waking up, uh, we refer back to chapter number 12 and uh, and we read how uh, when he talked about uh, that we should uh, uh, not be conformed to this world, he pleads with them. He said, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, I plead with you by the very mercy of God that you present your bodies a living sacrifice holy and acceptable unto God which is your reasonable service there, there, there are matters that Paul realized that needed to be took care of oh, that, that, that he, he needed to take this into his hands that he needs to help them know that, that it's not in themselves and that when you are asleep many times it's easy to not to be conformed to things it's easy to adapt to things when you are not realizing what's going on it's easy to get to a place where you just sort of blend in because you're not really aware that it's happening so often I have been around somebody and then I catch myself talking like them just you don't even know it you start saying the little slang you know they say you start saying their little their little sayings or their, their little speech. And lots of times you start conforming. You start going, oh, the, the Lord does not want you to fall asleep. The Lord doesn't want you to, to lose your senses to where you're not able to, to take care. But we need to, to understand what Paul was saying here. That you need to present your bodies a living sacrifice. Don't be conform to the world. Renew your mind. We need to discern the will of God. Oh, we don't need oh, to, to think that of ourselves as we're anything. We need to come down low and humble ourselves down. We don't need to think of ourselves more than what we are. We need to understand that without the Lord Jesus Christ... We cannot do anything. Oh, we need to live soberly and righteously in this day and age. We're going to have to keep our mind sober and clear from the things of this world. We need to serve God with all our hearts. We need to teach the ones the Word of God. We need to exhort. We need to, lead, to give. We need to lead. We need to love the Lord genuinely with all our hearts, with all our minds. As we taught on Wednesday, we're going 
to have to do it, be, do it and be genuine about this and be righteous because only the ones who general, have a genuine love for the Lord is going to enter in. Oh, we need to abhor, abhor evil. What is evil, we need to get rid of that and get away from that. We need to, to hate the evil, but we, all, but, but we need to love the good. We need to hold on to that which is good. Oh, we need to show brotherly kindness and, and love one another. We need to honor one another. We don't need to be slothful. We don't need to be holding ourselves down and, 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 and sluggish about what we're doing. We need to be fervent in our prayers and fervent in our walk with God. We know the Scripture says that the fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. And I promise you today, we are going to have to be fervent about the things of God. We're going to have to be fervent about what God's doing in the church. And I promise you today, it's time for a church to get ready. And if we get ready and wake up and be fervent, God can do anything in our lives. Let's clap our hands to the Lord right now. Hallelujah. We should be rejoicing. We should be patient. We should be praying. Oh, we should be giving to the ones who need help. We should be someone that be a, to be able to give, give a little more, and do a little more, and bless someone. Oh, and don't be a be a blessing to someone else. Don't be a curse. Don't be someone that brings curses and hurt on people. But we need to be a blessing to other people. Oh, we need to weep with them that weep, mourn with them that mourn, and we need to rejoice with them that rejoice. We need to be what we need to be. We need to step in and be the church of the living God. We don't, we don't need to be uh, like the world is. We, we don't need to be sly. Oh, we need to be wise. And the Bible says that he that winneth souls is wise. We need to be wise as serpents but harmless as a dove. I promise you today, we as the church have got to be wise. We're going to have to understand today. Don't be wise in your own sight. Don't repay evil for evil. So many scriptures in the Word of God. We need to give thoughts of how to honor other people. What is honorable in the sight of others. We need to live peacefully. You know, among our brethren, we as the church need to be kind to our enemies. We as the church needs to be subject to the governing authorities of the church. The pastor, the ones in authority over you. One scripture says, oh, no man, nothing. Oh, no man, nothing. All of these words Paul echoed throughout his scripture. All these sayings Paul told the churches. And all of these sayings that he spoke all the way. Leads you up 
to this point. To this point to where he said to these individuals in the church in Rome that these things will cause you to fall asleep. If you do not do these things, if you do not follow after this, you will be asleep and you will not be able to do the things God wants you to do. But we, as the church of the living God, it's high time for us to wake up and do the things that have already been spoken. There's things that have already been spoken. Things that have already been spoken by Paul. The things that we need to do. The things we need to live. Oh, all of these things have been spoken to, to us. Except we have become uh, falling asleep. And uh, except we have become just into the, into the state to where we are asleep. We often discover many times when we are asleep. We are asleep with our eyes open. Many people are asleep with their eyes open. They sleep. They're asleep. There is a sleep that comes to your soul. Without ever realizing it took place. The devil has rocked you to sleep. Without realizing that you are even in, in the state of slumber. Have you ever just looked at something and everything just, you know, you missed something, you know? You're asleep. Your mind's wandering. You can be numb to reality by things of this world. Things that numb you. Things that causes your mind to, 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 to fall asleep. And, and your eyes are wide open, but you are unaware of what's going on. And so often, you can be sitting, listening with your eyes open to the preacher, but your mind is asleep. It's like listening to Charlie Brown's school teacher. And you're sitting there, and you're, you're, you're looking. The lights are on, but nobody's home. The lights are on, but nobody's home. Have you ever felt that way? Lights are on, but nobody's home. Sometimes people are looking straight at you, but their mind is far from you. You're having a whole conversation with them, but their mind is somewhere else. And you're, they're not listening to the word you're saying. And, uh, and if that's ever happened to you, that's how it feels to be a preacher. Join the club. I said that last week. Oh, did you? I preached about that. That's why the message was about. Oh, oh, oh I, I, I can't remember. They blame it on, can't remember, but really they wouldn't pay no attention. So often that's happened at each and every one of us, and I'm guilty as well. Their minds wonders, mindless entertainment has caused us to become numb. And easy to wonder, and our minds are confused. Mindless entertainment, so so uh, uh, numbing to our souls. The 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 mediocrity, and how people are just mediocre, and how it's just so bland and so 
plain and everything's the same and so often many times we as the church need to change things up some things we don't need to sometimes we don't need to go through the motions because many times doing that you will cause a sleeping disorder in the church and people in the church have sleeping disorders spiritually and it's not because they're not they're not really they're not here in body but they are not here in mind oh many times people falls asleep in their worldly success and they're trying to find that and they fall asleep uh, with the things of God because they, they've got to go to work, they've got to go here and they got they, they, they fall asleep because the things of this world has taken priority over the things of God and they think everything's okay but while they're at work working they're asleep to the things of God you're working. Oh, but you're asleep spiritually. Oh, your mind is on trying to, to make that next sale and do something and start to try to have a career. But uh, what you really need to do is to have a walk with God and to live for God. And you have allowed your success and your career to rock you to sleep. And you're asleep in the house of God thinking about your job. And you're having to do things and other things come priority over the house of God. You've allowed your job, your career, your success to rock you to sleep. Oh, oh, you know what? Many times uh, do, they, people do that and they withdraw into depression because their success is so difficult and they feel like they're letting everybody down. I'm letting my job down. I'm letting the church down. I'm not, being able, I'm not being able to do anything. And many times you are rocking yourself to sleep. And many times those who are bound in depression spends their time in their house with their blinds closed and they sleep multiple hours of a day because they are depressed. Because they feel like that they can't do anything. Their mind is so cluttered and, 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 and uh, over, overwhelming in the omen to where... They they cannot do the things of God because they are asleep spiritually. Rock you right into a numbness of mind to where you can't think of anything and you find yourself holding grudges and not just holding grudges but you nourish that grudge you nurture that grudge you provide the needs for that grudge you take that 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 and you rock it with you and you take that except taking the freedom that God wants to give you you're taking that that depression and that grudge and that feeling you have and all the ought that you have against your brother and you're taking that and using that to help rock you into the numbness of your mind. We, have, we as a church have felt that. Holding on to bitterness of our past. Holding on to things. We need to wake up. We need to wake up from that. That is causing you to sleep. That's causing you to be numb. That's causing you to not be aware of what's going on around you. It amazes me, the, uh, the spiritual unawareness of the church. Things are going on, they don't even know. Sometimes pastors say, well, you know, this is, it was, you know, this is a problem. And they're like, what do you mean? What are you talking about? I don't see it. You don't see it, you're asleep. 
spiritually. You don't see it. All those that are asleep, a lot of times they don't know they're asleep. Have you ever done that? You don't wake up, oh, I'm not asleep. I'm not asleep. I'm not asleep. I'll just rest in my eyes. I'm not asleep. Well, you tell your nose that because you were snoring. Brother Dave, wake up. I'm not asleep. I'm not asleep. You know, people do that spiritually. The pastor said, "Hey, but you're, you know, you know, you, there's some stuff. You know, you're, you know, you're asleep. You're not, you're not functioning in. It's oh no, no, no. I'm, I'm not asleep. I'm not asleep. I'm, I'm doing good. I'm, oh, I'm all right. Just give me a minute, and I'm just resting. You know, many times things happen when we're asleep." There's sleepers in the Bible. We need to understand, learn from their example that things happen and you miss it when you're sleeping. Oh, there's things happening in the church and you're going to get miss it while you're sleeping. Sometimes uh, you can fall asleep spiritually and you look around and say, well, something's going on. I feel like I'm being left out. I feel like I'm being left out. Why, where I, why you know, there's things going on in the church. I'm not, I'm not part of it. It's like, well, you know, we just, you know, we just, you know, left you rocking in your cradle, and we just kept on going. Sometimes the church goes forward. Sometimes you got to move on. And, 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 and sometimes the sleepers, when they do wake up, they're like, man, I miss some stuff. You know, what's going on here? You know, let me, you know, let me, let me, let me try to catch back up. Things happen when you're not paying attention. And I tell you what, this church is going forward. I believe the Lord is going to move. Revival is going to take place. And I believe the Lord spoke to me and said that we can't wait no longer. It's time for us to, to wake up. Revival's coming. Wake up. There's some work that needs to be done. And if people don't want to wake up, we'll leave them in the bed. We're going forward. Right? Judges, or, or Genesis 28 talks about jo Jacob, and, and he woke up and realized that he had missed God. And sometimes you miss God, you miss your opportunities, you miss things when you are asleep. And many times you fall asleep and you miss that, that opportunity to be used by God. If I was only paying attention, I would have been able to reach that moment and that potential and what God wants me to do. If I was only paying attention, I would have been able to see God. God move in my life if I only was paying attention if I only was paying attention if I was only awake and not asleep Samson lost his strength how? when he was sleeping a lot of people has lots of strength and potential Oh, but in like Judges chapter 16 and verse 20, he was sleeping and he lost his strength because he was falling asleep in Delilah's lap. And many times in our own walk with God, oh, we as the church of the living God have lost our strength simply because we have fell asleep oh, when we should have been fighting. We, we fell asleep doing the things that we shouldn't do. And I promise you today it's time for us to understand that we're going to have to wake up it's time to wake up the wake up call today we're going to have to wake up because we will lose our strength Jonah Jonah chapter 1 verse 6 he slept through a storm that nearly sank the ship 
Because he was running from God. He was running from God. And he was sleeping. He was asleep, not only physically, but spiritually as well. He he was rocking asleep. His world was crashing around him. And, and he was the reason why the storm was there. And he was the reason why it was all going on. And, uh, and he, under, he understood that. But he was asleep the whole time inside of that ship. Uh, uh, running from the things that God wants him to do. Sometimes uh, you, can, you can be running from God. And you won't even know, really know it. You're just sitting there asleep when God's trying to get your attention. You ever seen someone's life rocking and rolling and life's falling apart and, and storms are happening and things happening to your life? God's trying to get your attention. God's trying to wake you up. But you're not you're so unaware oh, that everything's okay and I'm just going to sleep through it. You ever feel like you're just going to sleep through it? I'll just sleep through it. In a spiritual sense. I'll just sleep through this sermon. We'll get through it. We'll get back and we'll get through, through Wednesday. And if Wednesday's tough, we'll sleep through that one too. We'll sleep all the way through. We'll sleep all the way until, until we can't sleep no more. And go and you're just running from what God wants you to do. God has a calling on your life, Jonah. What are you running for? Ah, uh, that opportunity that he had to start with would have been falling away simply because he was running from God and he just went right to sleep. There was a storm in Yosemite, or, or, or the storm. There was a storm that happened. Oh, in in. Uh, uh, in, in Mark chapter Matthew chapter 26 and uh, Mark chapter number 14 Peter, James and John slept through the storm uh, uh, when the Lord was needed them the most when the Lord needed them the most they were asleep so often when God needs us the most is when we're asleep Sometimes when the church needs you the most is when you're asleep. rock a baby in the treetop. When the wind blows, the cradle will rock. You know, I, I wish I could sing that song. I, I, I don't want y'all really go to sleep. Brother Dave. You know what? Many times people in our in their world and people in our church, right when we need you the most is when you fall asleep. Oh, but there's times in your life we need to understand that we're going to have to wake up. There's a wake-up call that's going out to all the church today. So often we find ourselves sleeping through life and missing opportunities. That Those opportunities could literally change our lives and change the church and change our whole direction of what God wants to do in our lives. But we are asleep. We are asleep. Our church is asleep. We've been rocked by our circumstance, by our situation, by our own rebellion, by what we think, and, and somehow we don't see what needs to be saw because we're asleep. Things 
and realities that seem to be unreal. There's no way that would happen if I do this. No way. I just don't see it. You're just so numb. That's why you get to children that walk out on God and they get wrapped up in the sin. They don't see any wrong in what they are. They are so sleeping spiritually that they don't see any wrong, any danger in what they're doing. Greatest example of that would be the prodigal son. He fell asleep. He was asleep. Oh, and he told his father he, uh, that he, he wanted to go out and, and, and take all of his inheritance. And Jesus told that, that parable of, uh, of the prodigal son. And, uh, he, and the, the most important part is to understand oh, that uh, the, 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 the main character was just someone that was asleep spiritually and mentally in his mind. He couldn't see what was going on around him. He couldn't see the power and the anointing that was happening in the Father's house. And people, they can't see what's going on in the church. All they can see and picture in their mind is some kind of dream of what it's like out there. What kind of dream it is to live out in the world. What kind of dream it is to go out. And, and although the father, you know, he, he went ahead and gave him. You know what? It, it bothered him when he, when he had to give him his inheritance. He went out and he spent it and he lived righteously and done the things of the world. And he, and he spends it all on silly things. And he, he done things that wasn't right. And he, and he went to that place in his life. In that place where he was at the lowest point of his life that place where he was in the pig pen and that place where he was in the most worst times ever oh I tell you what you know what he was in that place where he woke up into himself and he and he realized that he was hungry Bible says, verse number 17, Luke chapter 15, it says, And when he came to himself, he said, when he woke up, he came to himself, he said, How many hired servants of my father's have bread enough to spare, and I perish with hunger? He woke up in that middle of that pig pen. He wandered all the way through there sleeping. Oh, but he woke up inside of that pig pen. Oh, when we look at our lives, we understand that there's moments when it's time to wake up. And the, the times when we get that to wake up call, it's not going to happen all the time and we need to respond to when that wake up call is there's a time when the wake up call comes oh and there's opportunities comes when God wakes you up and if you miss the wake up call you're going to be asleep if the, if the prodigal son missed the wake up call he would have never came back to the father's house but he got that wake up call we don't need to miss the awakenings that God has in our lives we don't need to to let them pass us by because they don't oh, they, there's many times of the wake up calls oh, is, uh, is, is only one opportunity that we have it doesn't come all, all the time God doesn't pull at your heart every time God doesn't always pull at you God will not always strive with man God will not, not always convict you of your sins God will not always try to pull at you and to tell you that you need to change God will not always convict 
convict you of your sins. So if God ever convicts you of your sins, you need to make sure you respond because that might be your last wake-up call. Let's clap our hands to the Lord. Abraham, he only had one opportunity to offer Isaac as a sacrifice. He only had one chance. He only had one chance to do it. Rahab only had one opportunity to hang out that scarlet thread of rope. Outside of the window. This is the one shot. This is the only time you got. This is your only opportunity to get what you need. This is your only opportunity. You can't let it pass by. David only had one opportunity to kill Goliath. This is only one chance. This is my moment. This is my awakening moment. This is the moment when I have the opportunity to be used. This is the moment where God can show off His power. Oh, you come with me with a shield and a sword, but I come to you in the name of the Lord. And I believe today our church has the name of the Lord and we can have that power in our sling. Right? Oh, but what would happen if David wasn't that, wasn't there? What would happen if David didn't go and get five smooth stones? What would happen if David didn't get, get his sling? What would happen if David didn't come and, and face Goliath? What would happen if he missed that opportunity? Oh, when Dave got, the time, got that opportunity to wake up and say, It's your time to fight. It's your time to do what, what God has called you to do. And I believe if Dave was just continued to be a sleep, oh Goliath would have conquered and they made a fool out of them all. But Dave had that waking up and waking up moment. David stood up and faced Goliath and it was his only shot. It was his only opportunity. Oh many times you only got that one chance. That one chance to get that opportunity to do it. Don't let it pass you by. Don't let that opportunity pass you by. No. Mm-mm. Elijah, he only had one showdown in Carmel. He was only there once. If he was asleep and he didn't wake, he didn't hear the wake-up call. And he was just saying, oh, what do you mean? What are you doing now? You know, like you know, all fuzzy eyed. That would have never happened. There's only one opportunity he had. Paul on the road to Damascus. There was only one road for him. There was only one call to awake in his life. That was on the road to Damascus. And God gave him that call. Paul or Saul, Saul, why do you kick against the pricks? How long will you persecute me? Saul, 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 you know, wake up. 
Wake up, I need you to, for, to do work for me. Wake up, I need you to do something that's beyond your imagination. Wake up, I need you to step into an avenue of the power of the Holy Ghost. Wake up, and I believe today there was a wake up, wake, awakening in Paul's life. And he said, I'm going to wake up, and I'm going to be what God wants me to be. But if he missed that opportunity, he would have passed him by. Oh, many times there's only one time you got to, to make it. Many times I've, I believe there's only one altar call. That's the opportunity you have and you, many people leave without repenting and they leave without being baptized and they leave without receiving the Holy Ghost. And I want to promise you that people that leave many times don't ever get another opportunity. Oh, many people that walk out and they'll never get that. Oh, many people, oh, they miss out their opportunities. There was only one chance Jesus had to go to the cross. It was all lined out. There was only one opportunity they had to go. Oh, and he had to do it. When it was time, he had to be there. Oh, many times we are going to have to understand. Oh, that we're going to have to, to, to realize that, that, that there's certain times and things are very time sensitive. When it's time for you to move, it's time to move. When it's time for you to wake up, it's time to wake up. When it's time for you to get up to get up and go to work it's time to get up and go to work or you're going to be late oh but it ain't it's more serious than just clocking in late to the job but if you miss this opportunity you can be damned forever and lose your salvation I want to promise you today there's a wake up call to the church and we need to respond let's clap our hands to the Lord so often there's lots of prodigals that Decided not to come back. And maybe they have another chance. It's not guaranteed. Some people it's 20, 30 years. My mom was backslid for 20 years, 20 plus years. My brother Dave, he was backslid for 20 some years. He got another call. But there was a lot of years. There was no call. There was no talking about church. There was no conviction. There was no God. There was nothing but hatred. There was nothing but anger. There was nothing but, but violence and nothing but torture. A life without God is terrible. He may or may not have ever received another call, but thank the Lord he did. And when he received that call, he came to the Lord. But if he missed that call, he may have never come back to God. Oh, people are running, people are trying to go. And then they find themselves in the most miserable place. Sometimes when you come to your senses and you wake up, it's in an uncomfortable place. It's a place of sorrow. It's a place of suffering. It's a place of pain. It's a place of loss. It's a place of living in your mistakes. It's a place of, of being and, and just looking back at all of your weaknesses that have overtaken you and, and tried to destroy you. Many times, your wake-up call is in a place that nobody desires to be. Oh, have you 
you ever been there when God calls your name and you've been in a mess and you've been in a, in a, in a faced with shame and misery? It's a miserable place to live without God. It's a miserable place to be asleep in your spirit. It's a miserable place to not be and do the things that God wants you to do. Oh, have you ever felt miserable in the house of God? Normally the ones that are complaining and are miserable and don't like it and don't, want, don't know what's good, you know, and they're upset, normally those are the sleepies, the sleepsters, the, the numb heads, numb and dumb. I shouldn't have said that. Normally the ones that they're not really aware of what's going on in the spirit realm. All they see is their comfort. All they see is that they're miserable. The way this is. This is so miserable. I'm miserable. Many times, many times people can get miserable because they're asleep. And uh, many times, not just uh, in the world, but in the church, so often people can feel miserable because of where they're at. Oh, and there's times that God uses miserable places and miserable conditions and miserable situations to, to cause us to wake up. Up, oh, and and it causes us to, to to look down deep inside of us, and it wakes up something down on the deep deep inside of us. And I believe if we could ever wake up down deep in our hearts, we will be able to do the will of God. Because to wake up spiritually, it's more than just eyes open. But I believe just like it was when I came to the Lord and I saw things for the first time, God woke up my heart and God woke up my mind, so I could see. What God wanted for me in my life. If I only had Brother Dylan's alarm clock, he'd vibrate the world. So many people are asleep spiritually. Normally the people who feel like they're not asleep are the ones that sleep. The ones that argue and say, I'm not asleep, I'm all right. I'm, there's nothing wrong with me. This message ain't for me. Next. Those are the people that done went to sleep. It's just like the alarm going off at 5 and you realize it's, it's Saturday and you don't have to use it. And you just like, eh, no, never mind, that ain't for me. I'll leave that for Monday. And that's what people do at church. When a preacher's preaching, it happens all the time. Especially when we're preaching messages that really hit people. Because that's when people think that ain't for them. Because when, when the Lord moving, people say, well, oh, that ain't for me. I pass that on to Brother Dave. He looks sleepy. We're not talking about physical sleeping. We're talking about spiritual sleeping. Unawareness. We don't know. Don't you know what time it is? Well, I, that doesn't really apply to me. You're falling asleep. Even if it don't apply to you, you need to stay awake mentally and apply it to your life. People around our world 
They're asleep. They're asleep spiritually. They're asleep mentally. There needs to come an awakening to your life. To you wake up and smell the roses. Or wake up and smell the chicken. Or the cornbread. Or the biscuits and gravy at mama's house. Don't wake me up till it's done, mama. You hear that call. You could become dead in your spirit. Things can become like it's not going nowhere. Almost like a dead-end job. It's sadly that people will feel like the church is a dead-end job. Or that you're not getting nowhere. Feel like I'm not getting nowhere. You're asleep spiritually. But you can come to yourself in life. When life has you by the throat. You ever feel like life had you by the throat? Pinned against the wall? Mind you of middle school. They had you by the throat, slammed you against the wall. So what are you going to do about it, punk? You know what? I'll tell you what I'm going to do about it. I'm going to wake up and poke your eyes out. Sometimes life has you pinned against the wall. Life has you through the throat, uh, by the throat. But that is a perfect time when you can wake up. Oh, it's just like when, when the, somebody gets uh, uh, abused or walks on. There's an awakening moment. It's just like the little lady that gets beat up by her husband and, uh, and, and, and just gets beat to the ground and bloody and, and all that stuff. And she's just taking it because she's asleep. But well, finally she realizes she's going to have to wake up and she's going to have to... to, to, to Take a, a, a cast iron skillet to his head. It don't matter if he's asleep or awake, or it doesn't matter. Put you some soap in a, in a in a sock and whirl that thing around and whack him a few times in the bed, and he'll never do it again. Wake up! You're getting beat to death. It's that awakening moment when you decide to fight back. We decide that life has you backed against the wall when your money's tight and things are rough and you don't know how you can make it. Oh, and you're asleep. I tell you what, that is a perfect time for you to wake up. You can come to yourself and start trying to improve yourself and try, start trying to, ta- to, to, to make things better in a miserable situation. Well... I was poor and I didn't have nothing. And all I was doing was sitting here, you know, at the house. And you finally woke up and said, well, if I get a job, maybe I'll be able to get a nicer house. And it, You know what? It just come to me. I'm going to get me a job. And you go out and get a job. And you're able to turn the electric back on. And then you're able to pay the rent. You ain't, you ain't getting ready to get kicked out. And you're able to find a better house. And you're able, but there's that moment when you wake up. You get that call. Right? You come to yourself. When you wake up, it causes you to understand more about your situation, your surroundings. What's going on around you? Our city. Our church. 
our home. There's things going on around us many times we are not aware of. God is doing things we're not aware of. We come to ourselves and we, we know ourselves. We know a little bit more about what's going on when we come to ourselves. When the prodigal son woke up, he knew. He realized, mm, this stuff smells pretty bad. I didn't know it before, but I was sitting there eating this. This is rough. I don't think I want to live like this anymore. How much slop did he have to eat to realize that it tasted bad? How much hell do you have to live through to realize that you need to get out of there? How much living in sorrow you had to realize before you realize you need to get out? That's the wake-up call. He had to go all the way down, and he realized he didn't really have a taste for that. Sometimes in your mess in your life, you realize you don't have a taste for that. He can't, you know what? Many times when you wake up, you realize how miserable it is and how, how tough, how, how bad it is where you're at. And you're going to have to make a decision that you're going to have to make a change to do what God wants you to do. Wakeness, or waking up will cause you to get beyond yourself. Your situation, your own life, wake up. Like the prodigal son says, man, I'm in a hog pen. Man, I can't even post on Instagram here. You know, look at me now. I'm rough. So often, we get to those places and realize where we are is not where God wants us to be. When we wake up, we realize that God has something greater for us. When we come to our senses, we realize that we are not alone. When you wake up, you realize God's there. Mm. Whoa, you've been there. When did you show up? He's like, buddy, I've been here all along. You realize that God's been by your side. I've been here all night. The storm's been rough. I've been here all night. I've been here, I've been here with you the whole way. Uh, you've been asleep and I've been watching you. Oh, you've been going through stuff and you're lying. You've not been aware, but I've been aware. Oh, because my God never sleeps nor slumbers and my God stays awake and my God wants to take good care of His people. I tell you what, but we as the church of the living God, we're going to have to wake up and realize God is there. Wake up and know God is is there. You're not by yourself. You don't have to be afraid. Oh, because God is with you. Oh, so often people find have struggles and and most people real feel like and have struggles spiritually, mentally, and emotionally and 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 they 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 they're miserable find finding things and going through life because so often they feel alone you ever felt alone in a crowd of people you're alone in a church 
you're alone. You don't see what's going on around you. But you're not alone. You're asleep. You're asleep in your depression. You're asleep spiritually and mentally and emotionally. You're asleep feeling all alone. But like the prodigal son, he said, I'll arise. When the wake up call happens, we need to wake we need to get up. He said, I'll rise and go to my father's house. I gotta get to the father's house. I gotta get to where God wants me to be. There's a wake up call for each and every person in this place. Wake up call to revival. There's a work that needs to be done in this city and we need to have a church that's alert, that's awake, that's ready to do the work of God, that's ready to fight the devils through prayer and ready to get a hold of God in every situation. Oh, if the church would ever wake up and realize what time it is and that is high time to awake out of sleep and slumber and lay off the works of darkness cast them off put on the armor of light fighting and doing what God wants you to do he rose up and said I can do better than this I can do better than this have you ever made a mistake and you finally come to your senses I can do better for this like brother brother Dylan he, he fell asleep and he started wondering, you ever sleepwalked? A lot of people sleepwalk spiritually. What are you doing? Pushing me. Just joking. He pushed me. I walked into him. A lot of people, they wander in places. Brother Dylan just wandered. Finally, he says, hey, he woke up. He came to himself. He got that call and said, pretty bad here. I got to get back home. I got to get back to where I need to be. Now, maybe you're not a prodigal today. Maybe you've not ever backslid. Maybe you're, you're a saint that's in the church. But you are asleep spiritually. Where you don't know what's going on around you. You're oblivious of what time it is. We have too much to quit for. God's done so much for us. We have a dream down deep inside of us. That no matter what our mistakes are, no matter what our life situation is, we can hear that call. That call to get up and understand that God is certainly with us. That He will never leave you. He will not fail you. He will not forsake you. The Lord of hosts is with you. 
I'm going to give you, I'll give you the scriptures. Exodus chapter 3, verse 12. Certainly I'm with you. Joshua chapter 1, verse 6. I will never leave you. I will not fail you. I will not forsake you. Uh, Psalms chapter 46 and 7. The Lord of hosts is with us. Isaiah 8 and 10. God is with us. Isaiah 41 and 10, Fear not, for I am with you. John chapter 14 and verse number 18, I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. John cha- or Acts chapter number 18 and verse 10, I am with you. No man will hurt you. First uh, uh, Timothy or 2 Timothy chapter number 4, verse number 16 says, The Lord stood with me and strengthened me. Revelation chapter number 22 and 21 The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ with with you all. I promise you today, as I'm closing, let's all stand. Jesus will never leave you. He's always there fighting for you. No matter what you're going through. No matter what comes your way. It's time To answer the wake-up call. It's time to wake up the call, to, to, to answer the call to the Lord. God's got a ministry, a calling. God's got a work for each and every one of us in this place. It's time for us to wake up. Wake up. Wake up and realize that revival... Is here. My mind goes back to a message that Brother Brindley preached back in 2014. Or maybe it was 13 or 14. End of 13, beginning of 14. The title of his message was The Wake Up Call to Revival. The Wake Up Call to Revival. And I believe today. There's a wake-up call to the revival God has for a church. But we can't reach the potential and follow the vision and run with the vision and, do, and build and do what God wants us to do if we're asleep. We need to be alert. We need to be working. We need to be ready for whatever God has for us. Whatever God wants for us, we need to be ready to do. For the night is far spent. The day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. Wake up. Cast off the hindrances, the weights, the things of this world. Yes, it's a sacrifice. That's why Paul said... Present your bodies a living sacrifice. I don't feel like it. Well, join the club. Jesus didn't feel like it when he went to the cross. You think he'd want, he may, he may have needed a nap when, when he carried the cross. I am guarantee he probably did. Inside he's probably was like, I need a nap, I need a nap. The, the, the little baby Jesus on the inside of him was probably like, I need a nap, but he said, The world that's lost and dying is more important than my own comfort. Yeah. 
Doing the work of God is more important than our own comfort. Present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is reasonable. It's reasonable. Well, that's the, that pastor's unreasonable. No. No, it's not unreasonable. Asking people to do the word of, follow the word of God is not unreasonable. Asking people to be faithful to church is not unreasonable. Asking people to do the things that God wants them to do and needs them to do is not unreasonable. It's your reasonable service. Right? Because if you don't, you are being conformed to the world. We don't need to be conformed. We need to be transformed in our minds, awakening in our minds. We need to have a transforming. When you transform your mind, it's an awakening in your mind. And when you wake up, you prove the perfect will of God in your life. And the acceptable will of God in your life. How many hears the wake-up call? The wake-up call that says... Get up. Put your armor on. Get ready to fight. There's a work that needs to be done. Will you wake up? Will you wake up? Mr. Sturgill, will you wake up? When you're in the military, you got that wake-up call. What did you do? Did you say, give me five more minutes? Ready? Did you say when you was in the when you was in the the, the, the army, brother Dave? Did, did you just say give me a minute? Hold, I'm sleepy. I went to sleep too late. I'm 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 feeling a little bit down today. I'm not ready. No. There's bombs going off. You need to get up. There's bombs that's falling on you in this church. There's bombs that's coming to this city. We're the only hope for this city. The church is the only hope for this city. There's bombs blowing up. Wake up. Get up. Put your stuff on. Take off them, them uh, pajamas. Put on the armor of God. Let's pray. God, in the name of Jesus, I thank you, Lord Jesus, for all your many, your many blessings, your power, your anointing. God, in the name of Jesus, I pray, God, that you would, Lord, move in our minds and our hearts. God, that we would have a renewing in our minds, an awakening in our minds. Lord Jesus, that we would be able to discern your perfect will. Lord God, that we would be able to do the things you want us to do. Lord, to serve and to teach and to exhort and give our lives to you. To lead and have genuine love for you. Lord, to... To flee from evil and hold on to the things that are good and true and lovely. Oh God, I pray today, God, that you would move, Lord, on our minds. That we would not be slothful. We would not be lazy. We would not be lazy doing the things of God. But Lord, that we would be alert and ready and willing and, and, and fervent to do your will. To pray, to, to give everything that we have to you, God. Lord, to be the church that you would have us to be. Oh God, in the name of Jesus, 
Help us, God, Lord Jesus, to, to, to awake and hear that call to awake from the things that's holding us and keeping us. Oh, down in a bed. It's time for us to answer the call today. Oh, God, to do thy perfect will. Lord, in the name of Jesus, if you feel the Lord is calling you today, uh, I believe it's time to answer the call to wake up from the things that's keeping you, that's keeping you asleep in your spirit. Wake up to the Holy Ghost. Wake up to repentance. Wake up to baptism. Wake up to the to the, to the living holy and righteous. Wake up to say, I want to do better. I've got to be right. I'm not where I need to be. I'm, I know I'm, I'm not doing your will. Oh God, you may have to wake up in, a, in the middle of a well. Oh God, oh Lord Jesus. Uh, if you, but it's time for us to wake up. Wake up. Wake up. And get to where God wants us to be. Amen. This altar is open today. I want you to come and pray. Amen. It's time to answer the wake up call. In Jesus name. Amen. Come to the altar and pray today. In Jesus.